Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live, everybody. It is episode 85. Uh, perhaps you just listened to episode 84 because we just recorded that. Um, and now we're putting another one in the can to release a day later. We don't usually, uh, usually if we put one in the can, it's so we can release something a week later because, uh, for instance, like this time, uh, Tom will be gone and we won't have a chance to record next week. So, uh, but this time we couldn't do that because we can't make WrestleMania picks a week after WrestleMania. That just seems silly. Um, we also can't record a WrestleMania reaction show three days before WrestleMania. So that also can't happen. Um, so just be aware, this will be uh, the last episode of Two Spot Monkeys for a week or two, or maybe three. Uh, it's not the last episode. We're obviously not going anywhere, but Tom is going on vacation. And uh, so we will have a little bit of a break uh, until Tom's able to catch up and our, our schedules realign. And we'll be back with you shortly. Um, all that said, I'm Jim, and I'm joined by Tom, who's going on vacation soon. Tom, how you doing? Awesome. And we are we are not yet fully packed for vacation, uh, but we are less than we're less than 18 hours away from leaving. Uh, so that's a little scary. Um, I had to really demonstrate a, a high level of patience last night. My wife and I don't pack the same way, nor do we plan our clothing the same way for a trip. So I just had to be in the room and be present and listen. And um, we've been married for 22 years. You may be surprised when I say that. And when I talk about how we still haven't figured out how to pack for a trip. Um, but nonetheless, here we are. There were no there were no blows thrown. There were no words hurled across the room. Um, I do believe we are on track to successfully depart in about 18 hours, um, even though yet we are not packed. So um, but I'm great. And I and I'm, I'm a little jealous of you. I won't use the word envy. Um, but I'm jealous of you because uh, you get to watch a lot of great wrestling in the coming days. On the flip side, I get to be with my family and have a, have a wonderful vacation experience. So I really can't like you know belabor that or be like begrudge that, if you will. Um, right, you don't want to make, make it seem like that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, it's definitely not a bad thing, you know. And right. wrestling, wrestling does bring fun and enjoyment, um, but there's a time and there's a time, and you know, if I had all of the time, Jim. If we had all of the time. <laughs> Feels like that could be a song or something. I don't know. But yeah, if we had all of the time. I agree. Um, and, I, and I'm lucky to be able to to take the time off work and um, and and watch these shows uh, this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll tell you this, talking about talking about time and planning. Um, so I'm going to the GCW show in Detroit on April 23rd. Um, my daughter got engaged over the weekend last weekend. And we got a call this weekend. We were talking about planning an engagement dinner. Uh, not a big thing, but just like the two families now that are going to be coming together. Uh, and we were throwing out dates. And, you know, the first date that was thrown out was April 23rd. And I said, that works, but I'm, I have a commitment in the night. And my wife, uh, much to my pleasant surprise, was like, yeah, dad's going to wrestling. He's not available. And I was like, wow, the first time ever that she was like, you know, like, hey, I know you've made a commitment and you've spent your, your money to go to this show and have a good time, and I want to honor that. So, anyway, we didn't choose April 23rd. We didn't even choose April 24th, but I digress. So um, That's awesome that you didn't get the – well, you could just skip that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that, that's I think, the, 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 the takeaway message that I want to be around what I just said. I don't know that I articulated that well, um, but that's that's – that's what I wanted to get after. Well, 22 years, and here we go. It happened. So, yep, yep, yep. 
Well, well, good. I'm glad you don't have to miss GCW because I know how much you're looking forward to that show. Um, and yeah, so I'm glad nobody, or I should say I'm glad nobody attempted to influence you to miss GCW uh, and, and cause any sort of strife in that. Because um, that would have sucked. Because uh, you have been looking forward to that. Nice Spider-Man mug, by the way. Uh, I hadn't noticed that before. So I switched from water to coffee. Okay, maybe that's why. There you go. Which is weird because usually I would have to get more caffeinated, but again, this is a marathon day for us. Oh my goodness! I mean, I mean people are listening. They're like, "What are you talking about?" Well, this is episode two of a back-to-back recording session. Even though you might not be listening to it back-to-back, so right. We just put an hour and twenty in the can for uh, Ring of Honor and NXT, which uh, would have already released by the time you're hearing this if you're on the podcast feed. Um, and then uh, now we'll see how long we go with uh, the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania ever. It's the third two-night WrestleMania. I don't know why this is the most stupendous, but here it is. I guess it is the first two-night WrestleMania to have an absolutely packed stadium. Because two years ago, obviously, there was a two-night WrestleMania that had nobody. It was in the Performance Center. Last year, it was a two-night WrestleMania that had a, um, what do I want to say, uh, socially distanced crowd. You know, it wasn't a full stadium. <clears throat> it was a lot more than they'd had in a long time, but... Um, wasn't a full stadium. And then, so I guess that is, you know, the biggest one. Uh, Annette just commented and said, feels like I'm watching Omega Okada 3. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, if we can be as even close to as entertaining as Omega and Okada, then we have done absolutely something right. Um, so so we're okay with that, Annette. That's a good analogy. At least it doesn't feel like Edge Randy Orton. So um, from WrestleMania two years ago. So we have the most stupendous WrestleMania, two-night WrestleMania, extravaganza, premium live event ever to happen in the history of the world coming up this weekend. <laughs> and we're going to make some picks for it. And uh, we don't know as of this moment where we stand in head-to-head other than to say that I had a one-match lead starting before Ring of Honor. And uh, by the time WrestleMania hits, things could have changed. But so what we're going to do is just keep going with our, you know, back and forth picks. Tom made the first pick uh, in the, for the main events of NXT. Uh, so I will make the first pick uh, for WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, moving on in the show here. Tom, on a scale of one to 10, we did this last episode. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to ask you each day how excited you are for those shows or overall. I think we can do both if you're okay with it. Do it as one number for both. Well, so I think you, or, I think you, I think you can say what's your what's your number for Saturday, what's your number for Sunday, okay. and what's your number overall. Okay, sure, I like that. Um, oh, so, that yeah, yep. Yeah. So Saturday, I'm gonna say uh, seven seven point five. Uh, Sunday, I'm gonna say eight and a half or nine, uh, and then overall, I'll say nine. That's that's pretty pretty good. Uh... Pretty good there. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go eight for Saturday. Uh, and, and I'm going to go seven for Sunday. I'm a little less excited about Sunday than I once was. Um, That's surprising. I'm going to be interested to hear more about that. Yeah. Um, and, and overall, I, I guess, what is that? A 7.5, I guess, if we average the two. Um, but seven or eight. Um which is interesting because I don't know that as I talk about it, it's going to sound like I'm that excited. 
um, for the show. But I think there are a number of matches that could be very good. I think there are a few matches that are absolutely pointless and stupid and shouldn't be on WrestleMania. Um, and then some other things as well. So before we get into picking matches, though, Tom, you look like you're going to say something or no. No, no. I, I heard what you said, but it sounded like something different. Oh, okay. So, did, I, but did I say it weird or did you interpret it? The way my ears heard it was not the words you that came out of your mouth. Okay. Then I, but, the, but then I used context clues to say that's not what Jim said. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, before we start making our picks. For- and we're already off the rails. We're already, we're already, <laughs> we're already off the rails. Uh, well, first, we should talk about Kevin Owens hosts the KO show uh, with Steve Austin on WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, I have seen some reporting out there that this is going to main event the show. This is going to be the last thing. Um, Sean Ross Sapp has an idea as to how that could happen that I think would be actually kind of cool if it did. But uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. We're not making a pick, obviously, here because it's not an official match, at least the way it's been announced. Um, Tom, what's your uh, feeling about this or your excitement for this or or what do you... You're a big KO fan, so yeah, no, I love. I'm a big Steve Austin fan too, you know. And again, I think the whole idea behind this is I wish it had happened a lot sooner. If it had happened sooner, it probably doesn't have involve Kevin Owens. Which again, is that trade off worth it? I probably not. Like I think, I think they're going to have a, a just a tremendous WrestleMania moment, uh, and whatever level of physicality um, ensues, which I, I'm not sure. You know, it's, it, I know Kevin Owens is taking a stunner. That that I that that I know to be true. At, at least one. At, at least, least one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Owens does not like and does not drink alcohol, if I'm not mistaken, um, from things I've read and seen before. I think I have. I think I've seen that too. Yeah. How willing is he to take a a beer bath? You know, for lack of a term, because what what more insult to injury is there? Or is he going to say, hey? Do whatever you want to do to me, Steve. Stunner me, embarrass me, um, but I don't want to be in, around beer, right? Um, again, I don't know. I don't know how. What is what is personal uh, views on 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 beer, alcohol, are, and how that may or may not uh, come into play here. And that's that's taking away from again, like you know, the just the entertainment aspect of you know, Stone Cold. Cracking two Steve Weisers over a over a prone KO is a is a great visual. He can do that on the apron or on the turnbuckle as well. If this ends up main event, main eventing like the main event segment of night one, very interesting, deserving, uh, and it speaks to how I think WWE perceives Kevin Owens. But on the other end of that, it is also Stone Cold Steve Austin um, in Dallas, Texas, of all places. So. Um, it's going to be fun. I think what they're looking to do is they're looking to get like the mainstream uh, <laughs> entertainment world uh, with eyes on this. Um, and there's a couple of times throughout both nights that right. I think they're doing that as well. So, Sean Rassap's idea was that you open the show with the KO show. You open WrestleMania with the KO show. And Steve Austin comes out and tells Kevin Owens, you got three hours until I'm going to whoop your all over this stadium. Go get ready. I'm going to go put my gear on. You know, you ran your mouth enough. And I'll see you in three hours. And then you have a story throughout the night of Kevin Owens going, oh, crap. Like, 
I really bit off more than I can chew here. What am I going to do? And maybe trying to get different people to help him or something like that. And then you have the confrontation at the end of the night. Um, his idea was maybe Steve Austin counts the one, two, three for himself um, rather than a match with a referee. Um, and you end it with that. That would make more sense to me than just a talk show that evolves into somewhat of a brawl ending the show. Um, I don't know that. And that was his idea. That wasn't anything, you know, he didn't say that he'd heard that was going to happen or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I was a big Steve Austin fan back in the day. I think everybody was basically most everybody was. I've been a Kevin Owens fan since he was Kevin Steen. Um, you know, he uh, was one of our interviews on our 13 questions uh, iteration when we did the blog of two spot monkeys back in the day um, was by far the most viewed article we ever had on that blog, uh, like, like by hundreds and hundreds of views, uh, thousands, maybe even I, he was over a couple of thousand views. If I remember right on that blog, uh, we were the first place that I remember him saying, uh, that was when he was going to work the ring of honor in Chikara, uh, double shot in Chicago. And he was working against Kingston and, uh, talking about how Chikara was all these, you know, characters and he was going to come out as Bumblebee. Um, and then later on, he did a promo for Ring of Honor um, for that show and put a Bumblebee mask on, actually. But the first place he ever said Bumblebee was on Two Spot Monkeys uh, blog. So I thought that was pretty funny, or at least the first place I ever saw it publicly. Um, maybe I'm biased, but I, d I didn't see it before. And then he did it. And uh, I believe actually in Chicago, I was at that show and I believe he came out wearing a Bumblebee mask. Uh, when he walked to the ring, which would be a very Kevin Steen thing to do. Uh, so actually I got my picture taken with Kevin Steen that day. I don't think I have it anymore. I think it was on a phone and has been lost and, you know, to the ether. Now I know to back things up. Uh, I've lost a few photos like that over the years that, that I wish I hadn't. Uh, don't, don't know where my photo with Terry Funk is. That's one that I, I wish I had to, and, and probably will never get a chance, unfortunately with Funker's health to, uh, to get that one again. But Anyways, that neither being here nor there, Del Doff, look at us, squirrel. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I'm just curious to see how it all plays out. And if it does end up in the main event slot, what does that look like? And does it feel, a, a talk show feels weird in the main event. So, um, and I think there's a couple of other matches, at least one and, and probably two, maybe even three that could be in that main event slot on Saturday and might be weird to be bumped by a talk show, even with Steve Austin on it in Texas. Tom, do you think there's any chance any other Texas legends show up here, i.e. JBL, Undertaker, obviously not Mark, Mark Henry, but uh, any others? Maybe? Yeah, JBL seems like a slam dunk without a doubt. Um, did you say Mark Henry? I, I said obviously not Mark Henry. Oh, I was obviously Okay. It's <laughs> like, he's jumping ship. The forbidden door is definitely off its hinges. Well, um, I mean, if this is going to be the last segment, he could come out and say, now it's time <laughs> for the main event. Cute, cheesy grin. Um, I mean, how do you... So, Taker is going to appear because they're going to do the whole, like, stars on the rampway when they honor the the Hall of Famers. Good, Which which could be Sunday, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, nothing else comes to mind. Yeah, I was trying to come up with other Texas, you know, famous Texans. And I'm sure there are others that I'm just not, you know, thinking. I'd love to see Stan Hansen come out and wallop him with a lariat. But, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Um, and and for the 
current crowd, that probably wouldn't mean as much as it would for some of us older time, older timers, which we now are. Get off older my timers. Get off my lawn, kids. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about um, the current day product as we start to make our picks. And the first match we're going to talk about uh, originally was scheduled to be a six-man tag. Um, never officially announced, but originally was obviously going to be the new day of Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and, and Big E against Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch. The former Pete Dunn. I've had my say on that. Dumb, stupid. Uh, unfortunately, though, obviously Big E got hurt. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's doing well, it sounds like, which is great. Um, I would not be stunned to see him here. Uh, even again, and I think I said this before, even waving from a box or maybe um, coming out with Kingston and Woods. But my thought would be it's still a fresh enough injury. If he comes out with him, I would come out on the rampway, do your, oh, Dallas or, oh, WrestleMania thing, and then give him a fist bump, and you go back to the back and stay very safe, Mr. E. Um, because you don't want somebody to misfire and end up anywhere near him uh, in a physical way right now with his injury. But I think it would be really cool to see him here if 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 he's able to travel um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and travel might be a little tough for him right now, so so he may not be. Uh, but I think it would be cool. I think this would be a good tag match. Um, I kind of thought maybe they'd they'd put Butch into this match and, and have Sheamus and Butch um, to try to get him going a little bit, but this probably makes more sense. Ridge is a more established um, not by much, but more established. Part of me thinks they need to give the win to Sheamus and Ridge to get them going. Uh, but I also don't think they really care. Um, so I, I think it's Kingston and Woods win this match. Um, I, I'd love to see Ridge get the win because I kind of like what they've got with Ridge Holland. I was high on him before. I've lessened on him a little bit just because of the way they booked him. Um, not because I think he's any less talented. I just think the booking has been bad. So I think Kingston and Woods probably get the win here. Yeah, my pick is the same. I feel like it's from just the slant of like, you need like some good baby face moments. And this is one of those ones that's an easy do. And it doesn't take away from Sheamus and Ridge Holland in any way. So yeah, Kofi and Xavier, um, without a doubt. And and I would love, and to your point, if, if Biggie can be there and can do the, you know, Hey Dallas, like to get everything going, you know, that'd be, that, that would, that would be a, a great response. I'm sure. Our friend Rob just posted, uh, well, he posted a photo in our, our friends group that said spotted and I couldn't tell who in the world he thinks he saw, but then he did just post a photo at the airport with Mark Briscoe. So that's, and, and for Rob, that's like, he just met, you know, Hulk Hogan back in the eighties. Um, Cause he's a big old Briscoe fan. Tom, you get the first pick on uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. I mean, this could be the main event anywhere in the world. <laughs> anywhere in the world in your own fantasy booking uh, promotion. And if you fantasy book this as your main event, stop. Stop fantasy booking, delete the program, go play cricket. I don't know, something else. I mean, the weird part about this is the fact that they did the handicap match on Monday. Like... I don't know. Just like it just didn't make sense. How do you not put Corbin and Madcap over on Monday? I mean, if you wanted to make it think make you make make fans think that Drew McIntyre was in jeopardy, um, 
Clearly not. So it's Drew McIntyre all the way here. Now, I think if I'm recalling right, they did steal Angela on Monday. So You're doing that crap again. So, so at least at least there's something more on the line. You know, Drew McIntyre already has his pride. He already has his win. Now he needs to get his sword back. <laughs> oh, I hope that sounded as dumb in your ears as it did in mine. <laughs> and not because you said it. Nothing against you, Tom. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what we're doing here, isn't it? So Happy Corbin can't beat him when he's got a 200 and whatever pound guy as his teammate. But now he's going to beat him one-on-one. -on -one. Come on. No, he's not. Um, I also think Mad Cat Moss turns on Happy Corbin here. It seems like they've been sowing some seeds of dissension there. Um, and good, because the gimmick is dumb. The gimmick for Mad Cap and Happy Corbin, especially for Mad Cap, is just terrible. Split him off and do something else with the guy. I, give him a chance. I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure. They seem to be high on him at one point, um, and they've kept him around through all of the budget cuts they made, so you got to think they see something in him. Give him a chance. It ain't with this gimmick. So, yeah, break him off. Have him beat Corbin on the, the post-WrestleMania, you know, SmackDown, whatever. Uh, yeah, McIntyre wins this match. This shouldn't be happening on WrestleMania. This is a SmackDown match at best. Uh, McIntyre deserves so much better. Than well, there, therein lies, like, the, 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 the question, right? Like, if you took the 14 matches we're picking across both nights and we're treating it as one whole, one whole pick them, even though we're picking each night separately, you could probably trim the fat and have a good nine to 10 match card and you wouldn't lose. Much. But, but is the revenue that they're going to gain from being at AT&T stadium for two nights worth matches like this? You could also do something else with Drew McIntyre. Well, and I don't know. You have to go there. We, you and I both feel that. Right. Do something else with Drew. And I don't know, maybe get your U.S. and Intercontinental Champions on the show somehow. Just a thought. They hold titles. It's Wrestle Friggin' Mania. Come on. Sorry. Krabby Jim's here. Um, you know, but Happy Corbin and Johnny Stinkin' Knoxville have to be on this stupid show. But we can't get Finn Balor and Ricochet anywhere on it. I I will say I'm surprised that we're not getting a United, United States title rematch. That right, seemed it seemed really obvious, and not to say they couldn't still on Friday after the Battle Royal. Like it's just been added to WrestleMania right. Sunday. Been added to WrestleMania Sunday. Finn Balor defends against Damian Priest because maybe maybe Priest wins the Battle Royal. Um, you know, by some nefarious means over Balor, and and so it sets up the match on Sunday. I could see that. Um. Well, and, but again, and, you don't have to wait until two days before to announce that. You could have done, you know, it doesn't and, take, you don't have to use the Battle Royal to set that up. And if you're Damian Priest or, or Finn Balor, and that does come to be, I think that lets you know how WWE views you in terms of a, a valuable asset. I'm clearly not, not something that they, they think that people are going to pay firsthand right. for. I'm just a throw in. Right. I'm, I'm, and other matches, or and many more matches. That's what I am on the card is at the bottom, and and two other matches, including WWE superstars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you even pick here? Are we 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 just been crab, we did crabbing all day, crab crabbing crabbing all the last ten minutes about this match. Yeah, and I, we've spent way more time on this match than we probably should have. McIntyre is uh, is my pick, so I I get the first pick. Then yes, that's how we are. 
That's where we're at. The Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I'm torn on this match. I'm, I'm torn on who I think is going to win it. I'm not torn on whether I care because I don't. Um, <laughs> Logan Paul, for me, does nothing. But I'm also not who they're trying to attract with Logan Paul. So that's okay. I get why he's here. Um, so so please hear any of my like, eh, Logan Paul. I get Again, I'm into the get off my lawn guy. Um, you know, I'm 44 years old. I'm not the demographic they're looking for with Logan Paul. Uh, I'm a little bit more in the demographic they're looking for with Johnny Knoxville. We'll get to that later. But yet I'm not because I was never a big jackass fan. So the celebrity involvement on this show has done nothing for me. Um, I'm much more excited about Steve Austin and something we'll talk about in a couple of matches here uh, than I am for either of these things. So it feels like the Mysterios getting the win would make sense. It's the feel good. It's the redemption. It's all of that. They stole the mask, but yet Ray got it back on Monday, um, which why did they have to do that on Monday and not wait until WrestleMania? Makes no sense. Um, you want to draw people to watch, right, Jim? <laughs> right. <laughs> why, why, why would you want to have a story that, you know, can Ray get his mask back and the Miz is going to steal his other one or whatever. You know I mean? Um, there's always the looming and we've been expecting this for longer than I've been expecting Randy Orton to turn on riddle. Uh, is Dominic going to turn on Ray at some point? Um, and there's also the piece that I, and I heard this and I didn't go back and double check it, but I believe it to be true. Um, I heard it on, on Fightful, not counting battle Royals, the, the football players in battle Royals. Um, and or, Shaq and other people like that celebrities at Wrestlemania are undefeated celebrities don't lose at Wrestlemania now we have two celebrities on this show so if ever there was a year where one might lose it feels like this could be it um, I can't believe you just called Ronda Rousey a celebrity I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> I, I didn't call her a celebrity because I said they're undefeated and she's not um, although we're Shoulders weren't on the mat, but that's a whole other story that they haven't bothered to pick back up. Um, so I, this one really just like baffles me because the Mysterios make some sense, and yet Logan Paul doesn't lose, uh, or you know, celebrities don't lose, I should say, and Logan Paul's a celebrity. I also feel like this is the second year in a row Logan Paul's been at WrestleMania. He's made comments about wanting to do more in wrestling, so I, I think he might stick around, not necessarily like full time, but I think we may see more of Logan Paul moving forward here and there, you know, sprinkle him in and at, at times. And so do you give him the win there? The Mysterios make more sense though. So I'm going to go Mysterios and feel totally unsure about it. I'm going with Mysterios too. And here's why. Um, I do think that the money here is in Logan Paul laying out the Miz post-match leading to potentially, likely, an eventual Logan Paul-Miz matchup. SummerSlam in July? Or is, is, it, is SummerSlam still in August? Yes? No? August or early August, I think. Okay. I, I, some, yeah, because uh, Money in the Bank is in July. And it's before the 4th of July holiday. That's what threw me off. Okay. Um, anyway, like, but SummerSlam's outdoors. SummerSlam's in Nashville. That feels right. Okay. Anyway, anyway, regardless, like it, it would make a lot of sense here because Logan Paul probably deserves to be on all of the premium live events. There are certain premium live events that are a level above, like WrestleMania, like SummerSlam. Uh, so, and maybe now even Money in the Bank. 
um, because they're they're shifting again, doing stadium style shows versus just large arenas. Um, holding yeah, on, hold on. July second, SummerSlam July thirtieth. Okay, so it isn't in July, but end of the month. That's where my brain was. Okay, um, I'm still holding out hope that they're going to do a, a major wrestling show at uh, Michigan Stadium, the Big House. I mean, that can hold a hundred thousand people. Like if you, you know, and, and in summer, Michigan in summer ain't bad. It's good weather. Um, yeah, Mysterio is my pick, and again, it's because the idea that there's a long term story. And again, Logan Paul's not losing. He's gonna have a loss on his record, oh. but he's not. He's not gonna lose. And, and I should have said that if the Mysterios win, the Miz is taking the pin, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you get the first pick then on the SmackDown Tag Team Title Match of the Usos versus Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. So many times in our fantasy wrestling league, I've been like, I need to go pick up Nakamura. I need to go pick up Boogs. They're winning the belts at WrestleMania. And every time I think that I want to do that, I'm like, yeah, right, dude, they're not winning the belts. That being said, when I find out what the results are, whether I watch or read, um, if they do win the titles here, I won't be surprised. I think it'd be stupid to do so. So, um, but <laughs> stupid and WWE often go hand in hand. Yeah, so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Usos retain, um, and, and I think even I, that gives more credence to the fact that they lost on Monday um, to to the Raw Tag Titles, Tag, tag, tag Champs, in a non-title match. Um, I don't think you have that. I need you, but... Sure. Um, and they are the bad guys. So, anyway, Usos. Yeah, here's another match that I'm like, this could be on SmackDown. This is dumb. They, they could have kept the Viking Raider story going that they had, you know, when they jumped him in Elimination Chamber, you could have easily kept that feud going and made a big Viking Raiders-Usos match here. And if you did that, I'd probably pick the Viking Raiders to win because you would have been telling that story. But instead, you kill the Viking Raiders and have them get counted out against frickin' Omos on Monday because for some reason, Vince McMahon can't figure out what to do with two larger-than-life BA characters in the Viking Raiders, that that one just baffles me. When he doesn't know what to do with a smaller guy, I don't understand it, but I get it because it's his pattern. But man, the Viking Raiders look like the kind of guys he would get behind. Ah, that's a different story. Um, I'm glad Nakamura got a match on WrestleMania. And Balor can't get on WrestleMania, but Rick Boogs did. Yay. Uh, the Usos have to keep the belts here. I, I will I be shocked? No, because it's WrestleMania and it could be a moment and all of that. But the Usos are keeping the belts. I think. I, I, yeah, not a lot to say about it. I this this could very easily be the Saturday kickoff show match. They have not said what are going to be on the kickoff, and there might be more than one because they're doing two hour kickoff shows for both shows. Why? Um, Saturday of the red carpet, baby. Right. Saturday, I'm going to be a little late to starting this show because I have a three o'clock trivia booking, probably get done by about five, which is when the pre-show starts. Be home by six. Even if I don't immediately start the pre-show, I can fast forward through a lot of the pre-show um, because a lot of it's promo packages that I don't care about and then watch the matches and get caught up pretty quickly. But excuse me, um, I could see this being on the pre-show for sure. 
Uh, next, Seth Rollins takes on Mr. McMahon's hand-picked opponent. Um, okay. This has got to be Cody Rhodes, right? I mean, all of the teases, all of the stuff. Now, I know there's reports that they're bringing Shane McMahon in. And I know there's some people that even said this could be The Undertaker, and then Cody shows up on Raw on Monday. Because um, Cody, we the reports are out there that Cody has been booked for Raw on Monday. Doesn't mean he hadn't been booked for WrestleMania. Um, so I guess it depends on who the opponent is on who we're going to pick to win it. Probably, although not really. I don't see Rollins winning this match regardless of who the opponent is. Uh, and I don't think it hurts Seth Rollins at all. I thought the video they did on Monday in McMahon's office or whenever they actually filmed it, but that they showed on Monday was friggin' hilarious. Uh, Seth Rollins just being the obnoxious over the top Seth Rollins character, Seth frickin' Rollins, excuse me. I, I did again, I didn't put his full name into the uh, banner here on YouTube. Isn't it freaking though? Because Jimmy Smith be killing me on Monday Night Raw. And notice how I went completely un- unprofessional with my language. <laughs> it's freaking Seth freaking Rollins. Jimmy Smith can't be, st- I, and, and I'm surprised that Vincent Man has let him remain on commentary when he continues to say freaking. Bro, it's freaking. <laughs> It F- isn't E-A. E-A-K-I-N. Freaking. E-A is the E sound. <laughs> Welcome to grammar lessons with Tom yeah. <laughs> Two spot monkeys. Grammar got your tongue. <laughs> right. I originally had named this Stupendous Monkeys, but it might get a new title. Who knows? Um, I don't know why I'm so passionate about grammar. I mean, I was going to, I went to school and I was, I was a, I was an English language arts teacher early on in my career, but nonetheless, like, I don't know. Things like that, like, really bother me, especially when you hear the stories about how adamant Vince is about things being a certain way. Well, like he he's insisted that Petey Williams is called Peter Peter. He's not to be called Petey. And that's behind Vince the is, scenes, right? Right behind the scenes. And let's be honest. We'll talk about this maybe a little later. Okay, so one of the other rumors for this match, actually, we can talk about it here. Um, some people had said Gable Stevenson, perhaps here. Which, first of all, the minute Gable Stevenson comes in, Chad Gable's going to get a name change. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If he goes back to Shorty G, I'm going to send a glitter bomb to Vince McMahon's office to just tell him how stupid that is. Um, Or a bag of gummy anyways. Um, (laughs) It can't be Gable Stevenson. You will. He is dead in the water if you put Gable Stevenson in this spot. And and I think, and I know um, our our friend Greg kind of disagrees and... doesn't think it would be that big of a thing. I think if it's anybody but Cody, the crowd is going to crap all over it. I think they're going to go WrestleMania 20 on this thing, and they may go WrestleMania 20 on a match we're going to talk about in just a minute. But um, I think it is... Don't know who that is. Somebody's calling me. Don't know who they are. They can leave a message. Um, I think it's Gable. It could be, although he's local then, because it was a 308 area code. Um, He's coming to your house. (laughs) That's right. He's going to watch WrestleMania with me. Um, some people said that he, he spoiled his debut because he said, I'm now I'm going to WrestleMania after he won the NCAA championship again. And I'm like, all he said was he was going, he didn't say he was wrestling Seth Rollins or wrestling for the world title or like he said, he's going, we know he signed to WWE. I'm not shocked that he's going to be there. He may or may not even appear on camera. He didn't say anything about that. He didn't spoil anything. Come on people. Um, you can't have Gable Stevenson here. I could see a thing, and and I think I said this on our friends group, uh, where Shane McMahon's money hit, money, money, money hits, the the theme, 
and he comes out and Seth stomps him, gives him a stomp. Maybe it's a little payback for whatever happened at the Royal Rumble. And, you know, because Vince always has to have his petty little ways of getting back at people when he's mad at them. Uh, even your own son. Even your own son, right? <laughs> Sad but true, right? That it probably could happen. Um, but uh, I, I could see that. And then, you know, all of a sudden you hear wrestling has more than one royal family. And adrenaline hits and, you know, it's Cody. Similar to the SummerSlam thing where Carmella came out for Bianca's match. Nobody gave a crap. She dispatched Carmella in 10 seconds, made Carmella look like a nobody, which is too bad because Carmella is another person. We'll talk about her on the on the Sunday show that I think actually they could do something with if they ever decided to give a crap. Um, and then Becky came out. and you know, So similar to that, I can see that. I think it's Cody Rhodes here. And I'm going to just say whoever the mystery opponent is, they're winning this match. Unless it's Shane McMahon and then maybe it's Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins losing here would be a third consecutive WrestleMania loss for him. He okay. lost to Cesaro last year, and he lost to Kevin Owens in the Performance Center right as the pandemic was really ramping up. Prior to that, he was virtually undefeated at WrestleMania. Um, he did lose to Randy Orton on the third WrestleMania he was on, but then he won the world title later in the night because he cashed in Money in the Bank. So that win doesn't negate that loss, but it, you know, it is what it is. So if they're looking to tell a long-term story and already build to LA WrestleMania next year, Rollins losing here does make a lot of sense because sometimes they do a really good job at telling long-term stories and calling back on things in the past. I also thinking that this could be Cody Rhodes wonder, does Vince want Cody Rhodes to come in and win? Does he want to? Oh, he has to. Come on. Does he though? I mean, let's 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 think about this. Cody Rhodes left on his own volition, I believe. I believe he wasn't cut. I believe he left on his own volition, went and made a name for himself, started, was part of the brain trust that started AEW, made made legitimate competition for Vince McMahon, and now is finding his way back here. We talk about Vince spiting Shane and getting retribution, no pun intended. Why would he not do the same for Cody? Seth has been a loyal soldier this whole time. I don't know that that influences my pick, but I just want to throw that out there for thoughts and consideration. Um, it's not enough for me to pick Rollins here because I think the long-term story of him melting down even more and more and more, like he's been melting down and has been for like, I think now it feels like six months or more, is going to like whenever that story is culminated, it's going to be good. It's it's not here, though. So I'll agree with you that the mystery person wins. Um, anything but Cody, you're right, will be a disappointment, though, because the fans have already been hollering it out. I love when they were in Chicago a few weeks back and the fans were chanting for Cody Rhodes. Seth, you know, said something. He he, he didn't say something by saying something, um, you know, in, in terms of how they were chanting. So... It was good. Did you make a pick? So you're going Cody? I'm going. I'm going mystery opponent. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't want to call it Cody, right? And we're, and we're not. We're not. We're not. You know, I can call it. I can say it's Hulk Hogan. Well, there'd be something. <laughs> there'd be something. <clears throat> um, okay, speaking I just want to make sure. That which, I have yeah, speaking of which, so my brother and I have up, up until the pandemic. 
watched WrestleMania on a regular basis. I, I and I and I'm forgetting because because again, even though it was two years ago, it feels like it's been a lot longer than two years in the world we live in and our lives that we've lived. Um, if we got together for WrestleMania um, in the PC, um, but his his job and our family trips the last couple of years have not allowed us to see WrestleMania. He reached out on text last night and said, hey, I don't know anything about WrestleMania, but he goes, can we get together at least on Saturday? And I said, sorry, I won't be in town. He goes, no worries, I don't even know what the card is. And I said, well, that would have been fun. Fun for us because of old time's sake and fun because you have no idea what the stories are. And he goes, yeah, for all I know, it could be Lex Luger versus Vader at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, that, that would be... <laughs> that would be something. That would be something, yes. Um, <laughs> because... It'd be from beyond the grave, but uh, and and Lex been in the best health. No, Lex isn't dead. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, not, a, <laughs> not a not a not a good joke, but joke nonetheless. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta check Twitter. Did I miss something this morning? Dear God, did Lex go? Um, Two small monkeys, where you may or may not find out who in the wrestling world has been has, is deceased. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on from that quickly. <laughs> Tom, you get the first pick on the Raw women's title match. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. I, I will admit, I struggled on which match to put kind of last on Saturday. Again, there's reports out there the KO show might, uh, or, or the Kevin Owens-Steve Austin confrontation, however that plays out, main main event. Um, I also think Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey both have chances to close. I, I think Seth Rollins, and if it is Cody, has a chance to close. Potentially. I, I put that probably fourth on the options, you know, as far as if I had to lay odds, but I think it has a chance. It's got a much better chance than the Usos and Shinsuke and Boogs. It does. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I'm torn because I don't like the fact that they put both women's championship matches on the same night. I think that's, I think that's a huge swing and a miss. They um, not only in terms of making it destination viewing, uh, there are people who are literally fans of WWE because of their women's division and their women's roster. You're, you're basically saying no need to tune in on Sunday unless you really care about the eight women in the, in the tag title match. Um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take away from that match if you had one of these two final matches on Sunday night. I digress. I will tell you this. I'm really, I'm really disappointed in how they wrapped up this story on raw on Monday uh, because I, it's been really good build. It's been a heated build. You can definitely tell that they both want to get at each other. And Becky wants to be big time backs and Bianca wants to get her, the title back that she lost. And it's been kind of held over her head this entire time. But the, ang the, the angle with the hair and Becky was about to cut Bianca's. It didn't happen. But then Bianca did cut Becky's hair. Bianca's the baby face. Becky's the heel. You don't need to embarrass the heel. Don't cut her hair. Grab the belt and hold the belt up. That's what you want. You want, I mean, I, I get you want to embarrass her too, but like embarrass her by beating her for her title. So I just, I didn't like how that, that came out on Monday, that how it played out on the screen. Maybe, maybe other people felt, feel differently. Um, again, and I, I guess I'm going back to old tropes of how baby faces should like, be good and pure. And I know that that's not always how the world is now and, and, and wrestling has evolved. I don't know. I think Bianca Belair could have done without using shears to cut Becky Lynch's hair. So uh, Bianca Belair is my pick. Uh, I think this has been the, 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 the end game 
I don't know from going back to SummerSlam till now if this was the plan the whole time, but it makes a lot of sense for Bianca to unseat Becky here. Yeah, I guess I didn't have, <coughs> excuse me, as much of a problem with the the hair thing on Monday because it was a reversal because, you know, Becky was going to do it to Bianca. Bianca reversed fortunes and, and, and cut some of hers, which I've seen pictures of Becky's quote, new look, which doesn't look a whole lot different to me than Becky's old look. I mean, a little straighter hair, but um, she didn't shave her bald by any means or, or give her a bob cut or anything. Um, Coming out looking like Molly Holly. Right. So, uh, Becky, I have to admit, I didn't, and, and I'm sure if we go back to the uh, episodes of this show around SummerSlam, I believe both of us were not sold on Becky Lynch being a heel. Uh, she has grown into this role and done phenomenal as a heel. Um, and eventually when she goes babyface again, which will happen somewhere down the road, I don't think you need to do it anytime soon. Um, she will be over like Rover as a babyface again. Um, and a lot of times the best heels end up becoming the best babyfaces. We've seen that time and time again in wrestling. And I think Becky is going to be another one of those. Um, so I have loved her heel work. Um, I think they've told, uh, even if you leave the hair thing out from Monday, I think they've told a reasonably good story here. Um, you know, as good as WB does in telling stories that don't, you know, that last anything more than a week or two. Um, the Bel Air has to be the winner here. I just don't, uh, I, I don't see any way she can't win this title. Second WrestleMania in a row, she's going to win a title. Boy, you could start a story with that, too, if you wanted, um, other than the fact that it means she always has to lose the title. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like when you say well, Ric Flair is a 16-time world champion. It also means he lost the belt 15 times, well, 16 times now. Um, I, don't, I don't know which is better, that or Roman Reigns, who's had a, you know, 580-day reign or whatever in the world they're at now with that. Uh, <clears throat> and Becky, I like how she keeps kind of referencing her title reign as though it never ended. Um, because she didn't lose the title. She's right. Um, and the first night back, she won the belt back. So it's it's not a valid argument, but yet as a heel, she makes it seem like a valid argument, which is is great. Um, so yeah, I think Becky Lynch wins this match. I would have this match close the night. That would be my choice. Um, over Steve Austin, I know that sounds crazy. Um, and definitely over Charlotte and Ronda. I would, I would close with this. I think what we're going to get unless we get the Sean Rassap idea is one of these two matches, women's title matches opens Saturday night, the other one closes or Steve Austin closes. Um, but I'm thinking one of these opens and I gotta be honest, I think it might be this one. And, and I hate that because I think it should be the main event. Although if you don't close WrestleMania, you want to open WrestleMania and they've, especially in the last number of years, maybe not the early years of WrestleMania. I mean, Tito Santana versus the executioner wasn't the second best, you know, biggest shot match on WrestleMania one. Um, but in recent years, they've made that opening match be a big match and be a big uh, thing. So I, I would tend to think that one of these two matches opens, you know, I, I just looking at the card, I don't see anything else that makes sense unless you open again with the, the KO show. I don't think you're going to open with Seth Rollins and and whoever the mystery opponent is. I think you're going to build to that through the night. Becky wins, and we move on to... You meant Bianca wins. Bianca wins. Sorry, Bianca wins. Yes, Bianca wins. Too many Bs. 
in that match. <laughs> um, so we move on to the SmackDown women's title match, Charlotte Flair versus the winner of the Royal Rumble, the women's Royal Rumble, Ronda Rousey, uh, who could not look less interested when she is giving a promo. Uh, her promos, oh my goodness. I, I don't remember them being this bad when she was around the first time. Maybe they were, or maybe they just didn't have her cut as many of them. I don't know. Her promos have been atrocious, I think, um, in this build. She looks so uninterested when she's on the mic. Um, her promo on Friday night, when she stumbled all over her words and then said, why do we have to say women's anyways? But for the SmackDown title. Um, and I'm like, I, I get the argument at one level. And yet the only reason you made the argument is because you couldn't get the words out you're supposed to say. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, I, I think this has a real chance to be the match that the crowd goes WrestleMania 20 on. I mentioned that earlier, that, you know, if, if Gable Stevenson or somebody came out with Seth, I think they might crap all over these two. Although the physical stuff that they've done building this match, I think, has been pretty good. Um, I think they've done a nice job. The brawl they had a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown in the parking lot or in the garage or whatever you want to say, I thought it was really well done. Uh, the physical stuff has been really good. The The promo work has just been bad. Um, and Charlotte hadn't been that much better, to be perfectly honest. She's usually better, um, and she's been better than Ronda, but it's a low bar to hit in my eyes. Uh, all that being said, get ready for Ronda to cut more promos because she's winning that title on Saturday night. Um I wouldn't be stunned to see her hold this title until WrestleMania 39. And then we get Becky and Ronda finally at WrestleMania 39. That's my thought. Ronda's winning the belt Saturday. Yeah, I have the same pick with Ronda winning. Um, interestingly enough, you know, this I think is probably one of the three or four most promoted matches for this weekend. Um and it's the match that I literally know and and care is I'm gonna use the word care, but I wanna be I wanna clarify the use of care. I care the least about. I care because I've not watched anything. Like so when I so if I do get around to watching night one, when I do, if I do, the video package that will be preceding this match, I'm gonna be very interested in because it's gonna catch me up on the issue. Like I know the issue and I don't know, but it, it hasn't SmackDown has traditionally not drawn me in. Friday Night Wrestling is not a destination for me. And, you know, in, in the build to WrestleMania, basketball in our family has been where our energy has been on most Friday nights, you know, for the last two months. Um, so, so it's really surprising. And if you would have said to me, hey, three years ago in 2019, when, when Ronda wins the belt in the three-way at WrestleMania 35, if you would have said, hey, man, three years from now, like you're not gonna care really about Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I'd be like, you're crazy. Like I, I like literally was all about that match in the three way. And and again, I think this will deliver. But I do think you have a very valid point that the crowd could go, forget these two, you know, and just crap all over it. Um, it doesn't and it doesn't change things in the end. Ronda does win. I do believe. I I, I think it's gonna take a lot of restraint for them to not go right to swi switching Becky and Charlotte across brands to give fresh challengers to the new champions that we both see coming out. But we'll see. Absolutely. So WrestleMania Saturday, 
uh, seven matches. Yes, seven matches. We have the exact same picks yeah, across top, all seven baby. matches. So, so we had three differences on the Ring of Honor and NXT show. We have no differences here, but we got another seven matches to pick because we're picking 27 matches over two episodes. At least, unless we just differ on all of these, at least nobody's going to bury somebody because we have like 12 differences across 27 matches. And if they're all right, this thing could be over in April. Um, and we all know how that probably goes. But anyways, WrestleMania Sunday, the most stupendous second day of WrestleMania in the history of mankind. The guy who always says that, we're going to talk about him in a little bit too. But first, uh, Tom, you get the first pick on WrestleMania Sunday for a match that just got set up on Monday. Uh, Bobby Lashley has returned and almost is his WrestleMania dance partner. It's got to be Bobby Lashley, man. Please tell me it's Bobby Lashley. Don't don't use Lashley to put over almost. I know they're going to want to do that. I really hope they don't. It's got to be Lashley. I'm so, I was so glad to see him back on Monday. And, man, if, if there was ever a talent that has changed my opinion on them in, in a 24-month span, no one's done it better than Bobby Lashley for me. Um, so I hope this is more – I hope this is a good pick in my head more than just my heart, but I'm picking Bobby Lashley because I think you can have almost lose. And, and again, he's, he's no longer undefeated. Big deal. Big deal. We'll see. Well, we have our first difference in our first match of WrestleMania Sunday. I think it's almost. Um, uh, they've protected almost so much. This is his first match since the AJ Styles match right after the split with a real bona fide person that you go, that you have to stop and think like, oh, this person could actually beat him. Everybody's faced since AJ Styles again, which you knew he had to beat AJ. Otherwise, he was dead in the water if AJ beats him this first, you know, match after the break, after the breakup. Uh, I, he, if you're going to have any hope of almost doing anything in the future, I think he's got to win here. I think MVP shows up and turns on Bobby Lashley and goes with almost because Bobby Lashley seems to be destined for a babyface run. You don't need MVP for that. Um, and Lashley's proven that he could do okay with promos. I mean, he's not the rock, but he's, he's done fine on the mic. Almost can't kind of, I mean, he makes Ronda Rousey look good when he cuts a promo. So his promos are just bad. Why, did, that, why like, do they make him drink? Why do they make him drink a cup of marbles before he goes to <laughs> Right, right. Um, and some of that may be language barrier. I don't think English is his first language. I, I don't know where almost is from. I'd have to look that up. But um, Crackpot Research Team didn't, didn't check that for me. But um, so it may be a little bit of language barrier. But yeah, his, his he's hard to understand. He's putting MVP with him and having him as the heavy for MVP talking all his trash. I could see that. And then make this go for a few matches, you know, between Bobby and almost, I, I just think there's money in whoever beats almost because they've protected him at this point. Uh, Braun breaker would make a lot of sense down the road when they bring him in. Um, when they bring him up to be that guy, I don't think it needs to be Bobby Lashley. And I don't necessarily think that a loss here hurts, especially if MVP turns, if there's, you know, shenanigans that lead to it. Um, I don't think it hurts Bobby Lashley. I think you can rebuild Bobby Lashley pretty easily because um, he's been pretty over for the last couple of years. Um, and I agree. He's gone from a guy that I, I always liked Bobby Lashley, but I just didn't necessarily see him as like 
the a guy who could be the guy, and he, he he's the guy. He can be the guy. Frankly, he probably deserves better than almost for WrestleMania. Uh, but I also realized that some of it was they we weren't sure if they were going to have Bobby Lashley probably too because of the injury that he uh, was dealing with and and had to be out of the elimination chamber match and all of that sort of thing. Uh, Nigeria is where almost is originally from, according to Annette. So uh, it is, but he does sound like he swallowed a couple marbles every time. Uh, so putting MVP with him, I think would make a lot of sense. So almost is my pick uh, for, for this one. Uh, the women's tag title match, Queen Zelina and Carmella. Uh, defend against Natalia and Shanna Baszler, Sasha Banks and Naomi, and Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan in what they're not calling the Women's uh, Memorial Battle Royal because this is where we just shove all of our women that have nothing to do uh, into this multi-person match. I'm trying to think of women outside of Aaliyah that have actually had any TV time lately. Um, so, so leaving Asuka out of this. Um, who aren't on WrestleMania. And when there's only 12 women on WrestleMania, I think if I'm doing my math right, that's not good. <laughs> that your division is so depleted right now um, by your own doing, by your own doing, which is why I think we could see Dakota, Raquel. Um, oh, I guess Zia Lee is, is on the main roster and has had like one match because um, they brought her up and didn't know what they were going to do with her apparently. Um, Somebody said it's it's a shame they're not doing a women's battle royal. And I'm like, with who? Literally, you'd have Aaliyah, Zia Lee, Dana Brooke, I guess, but she's in the 24-7 goofiness. Tamina, again, in the 24-7 goofiness. I mean, there's not a lot. That's four names that I come up with that aren't on Mania. Um, that's not good. That's not good at all. Um, okay, Natalia and, so uh, Natalia and Shayna, they went in this match. Sorry. Thanks for being here. Get a WrestleMania payday. Good for you. Yeah, you win in this match. Um, I think Zelina and Carmella are going to break up. I think this is the end of their team. They've teased it a little bit and then, you know, come back together and teased it. And, you know, I think it's the breakup. They never made a ton of sense to me as a tag team other than they weren't doing anything else with them. So they put them together. Fine. Um, so I think this comes down to Sasha and Naomi or Rhea and Liv. Um, I, so talking about our fantasy wrestling league again, I almost picked up Naomi because I was feeling that direction. And then lately, the last uh, last couple of weeks, I, I think it's Ripley and Morgan that win this match. Um, I feel like Morgan needs to win one of these matches sometime. Um, she's had a few big match, you know, title opportunities and things like that. Um, and I think you keep... Uh, Ripley looking good too, because Ripley's a star. She should be in that Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey mix um, at the top of the division. Sasha Banks is a star. Uh, Queen Zelina could be a star if they would get behind her a little. I think Carmella could be at least better booked. Uh, Shayna should be in that top mix. And I just, Shayna's another one of those like the Viking Raiders that I can't fathom how they don't see what they have in her. I think Liv has a lot to, to offer. So you've got the makings of a good women's division. Do something with it for the love of Pete. Not Petey, of course. Um, but I think Rhea and Liv get the win here. Yeah, I agree with that pick. I think it's the, I think it's the best pick that they can do here. Sasha and Naomi could make sense. I don't see that being long-term if they were to go there. I'd love to actually see Sasha challenge Ronda coming out of WrestleMania. Uh, should Ronda win and should Sasha not win the titles here with Naomi? 
I think that makes a lot of sense on the SmackDown side of things. Yeah, Rhea is absolutely a bona fide star. Again, you talk about someone who the trajectory she was on in 2020 heading to WrestleMania and the great match that she had. Um, and then and then what's happened since then? It to me it leaves a lot to be desired. And I think Liv has been on the cusp, uh, waiting to break through. I think she had a little bit of that taste with the Becky Lynch feud. Um, and it didn't didn't, of course, you know, end in her favor that feuds don't always do that. You need to use talent to build others up. And I think she was successful in helping Becky become more desirable you know, as a champion who we now want to see lose. So um, again, this is not like a consolation prize. This is not a, uh, you know, a performance ribbon, but I, they both deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that makes more sense. Tom, you get the first pick with a raw tag team title match, RK bro, Randy Orton and Riddle. Who'd have thought this thing has lasted a year. Uh, I didn't think it was going to last a SummerSlam last year. Um, so RK Pro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. On paper, I love this match. I think it's going to be super fun, super entertaining. I, I'm, I'm waxing nostalgic on like my love for the Street Profits because they were such a great organic thing and team in NXT and how they rose. And then they even started to get off to a good start in, in the main roster. And then like many things, they end up lost on the Island of Misfit Toys. I'd love for them to get a WrestleMania moment here. That's my heart talking. Do I think that that's the right move with the head? I, I can't, I can't justify it. Um, if, if they do come out of WrestleMania with the belts, awesome. I'll love that. I think there's more steam in Alpha Academy. Um, Two, but is is again? Do they win here, or do we walk out of WrestleMania? We both picked the Usos to win. Do RK Bro retain here and again remain remain strong? And then something happens on on WrestleMania Monday. If they lose here, I think the idea of something happening on WrestleMania Monday, you know, out of nowhere, makes a lot of sense. So for that to happen, you have to have them lose the belts here. Again, all that's hypothetical. I'm going to go with Alpha Academy. Only because then I think Alpha Academy being chased by the Prophets, if RK Bro breaks up, is kind of a smart path to, to or a smart story to tell. Low confidence points, but Alpha Academy. I'm going with your heart. <laughs> I'm going with the Prophets. Um, they've had a little more of an edge to them the last few weeks. It seems like, I don't want to say it's a heel turn coming, but a, a a little bit of a new direction for their characters. Um, <laughs> look, I've been predicting the end of RK bro for, you know, since it started basically. And I don't know necessarily that it now that it even is going to happen as far as Randy turning on riddle. I thought that would be the way, but maybe they do just kind of go their separate ways. Um, and you can always come around to a Randy Orton riddle match at some point. And, and, and I think there's money in that um, after they've spent a year investing in this tag team. Um, Kudos to them for not pulling the trigger so fast on it if they do split them. Uh, WrestleMania would make a ton of sense where there could be a split, though, because that's often where we get major, major um, storylines and angles and things like that happening. So that would make some sense. Um, I, I think the Profits win it here. Uh, I'm not super confident in that pick, but um, there we are. Three matches in. We've got two, two differences already um, in these. So 
profits are my pick for the Raw Tag Titles. We move on to Pat McAfee versus Mr. McMahon's other hand-picked opponent, uh, because he's doing a lot of that this year, apparently. Austin Theory, his uh, pet project, is wrestling Pat McAfee. They've done a decent job building this uh, with Austin getting it, you know, just being the annoying punk, um, arrogant, you know, whatever that you want to call Austin Theory. He, he's done a nice job. McAfee's done a good job. Uh, Pat McAfee's got to win this match. I, there's no way Austin Theory walks out with this win. And it doesn't hurt Theory. Uh, I don't think, you know, Theory's not going to be main eventing. Well, he main evented Madison Square Garden against Brock Lesnar. Uh, couple of weeks back but um theory will be main eventing at some point in wwe i believe but it's not going to be next month or anything like that he can take the loss here he'll be fine um a little surprised they haven't made this one as well some sort of an anything goes kind of situation like with another match we'll be talking about in a minute here um to kind of give mcafee a little more gaga to work with uh and, and maybe they'll yet add something like that i don't know uh, I think this is more likely where we see Shane McMahon get involved. And it wouldn't surprise me if Shane McMahon comes out and attacks Austin Theory because, you know, you're trying to take my daddy from me or something stupid like that. Um, rather than Shane against Seth Rollins, which I have absolutely no interest in, this would make more sense for where I would see Shane involved if he gets involved at WrestleMania. McAfee gets the win. Yeah, McAfee's my pick, too, again, for a lot of the same reasons that you said. Um, the, the the ceiling on Austin Theory is so much higher that him losing here doesn't hurt. I love the idea of Shane McMahon getting involved, perhaps, uh, and, and, and thwarting Austin Theory. Uh, I hadn't given that thought, but I know the Shane McMahon news kind of broke in the last 24 to 48 hours or so. Um, question for you will be, which will be better? McAfee Theory on this stage or McAfee-Cole, which already happened, of course. I think McAfee-Cole would be better. Um, Mainly because I I think Cole at that point was better than Austin Theory is at this point. Uh, I'm a little surprised Theory got this match, to be honest, because I think it says something for the the confidence they have both in Theory and in McAfee, I think, Uh, because you... You didn't, you know, you put him in there with Adam Cole first, and then you put him in a war games where you had plenty of other people to lead him through things. Austin Theory's really young and and really good for as young as he is. But so for him to be the ring general, which you would think he has to be in this match, uh, because as young as he is, he's far more experienced than Pat McAfee. Uh, I, it says something about the confidence they put in both. I, I think the Cole match will be better than this one, but. McAfee's going to do some crazy thing. He's going to jump off top rope or a ladder or a something and do something. There will be a WrestleMania moment with Pat McAfee. Yeah. All right, Tom, you get the first pick, Ben, on the Anything Goes match between Sami Zayn and Johnny freaking Knoxville. He's related to Seth Rollins. I don't know. <laughs> At least he didn't say freaking. Uh, it's it's got to be Johnny Knoxville. Didn't want to switch off, so <laughs> it's it's got to be Johnny Knoxville. Um, and again, like, kudos to Sami Zayn. What a, what an absolute professional. Not that I would expect anything less, but like this has actually been so. When this is actually more entertaining for me, and I know more about it and care more about it than I do about Ronda and Charlotte, and I've literally watched <laughs> almost equal amounts of it. 
they're doing something here that's somewhat drawing me in as a fan that Rhonda and Charlotte are not. So I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. I don't know what that says about the storytelling. I don't know what that says about anything. Um, anything goes, opens up the door for the jackass crew to get involved and a lot of goofy and gaga. And I don't know, this isn't double there. So we're not going to see slime, I imagine, but you know, what will, what, what, what will we see? You, know, you think that like the craziness of what jackass has had in the past, you know, does the Sami Zayn get, you know, a gallon of nacho cheese or, you know, a quart of or whatever, I don't know, some asinine amount of nacho cheese poured over him, uh, you know, in, 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 on the road to losing this match. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, th- this is, this is the end of the Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn story. Sami Zayn's going to get a good payday, I imagine. And again, this is, this is what they want on ESPN or good morning America or what have you on Monday. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville, I agree with you wins this match. Uh, if, if a celebrity loses, it's going to be Logan Paul on Saturday, not Johnny Knoxville on Sunday. I don't think, uh, and, and it furthers the Sami Zayn character of the conspiracy theory and everybody's against me and all of those things that Sammy does so well. Um, you know, Sammy does a great job of being the guy that you want to see get his head handed to him because he's so annoying and so victim mentality. And, and I know that's what Vince is playing up uh, is, is the victim mentality thing and, and watching that person get beat up. And I get it. Um. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville wins. I agree. There's gonna this will be a spectacle. This will be something to see. Is it gonna be the match of the night? No. Um, but will it have moments? And will it have, like you said, oh my, oh my gosh, moments? Yeah, yeah, probably will. Uh, I, I will say the one thing, and I, uh, Sean Ross Sapp has brought this up a couple times, and I know I bring him up a lot, but that's because that's who I spend the most time reading and and listening to. Uh, Knoxville has a history of concussions because of a lot of the things he done had done with the jackass crew. So I just want them to be careful with him. And, you know, uh, not, I, I mean, I'm sure he's been cleared obviously to do this by a doctor. Uh, although I don't think he would care. WWE would care to make sure that he was cleared by a doctor to do this. So uh, I, I just, you know, you've got so many other wrestlers who had to sit out because of concussions and other things. You know, now you got a guy who's not even a wrestler, um, who's had a history of concussions, who's coming in and bumping and doing things. So just just be careful. I don't want anybody getting hurt any more than you have to. And I know that sounds silly when I'm talking about pro wrestling, but most of the people on the show have trained for years and are very adept in knowing most of the time how not to get hurt. Or if they do, it's a freak accident. Here you've got somebody who's, I'm sure, doing training and getting ready for this match, but it's a lot different than, you know, 10 years, 15 years experience. Like a lot of guys have, or, you know, probably 20 plus in Sammy's case. So Sammy's a good guy to lead him through it though, because Sammy's, you know, safe and, and really, really, really good in the ring. So Tom, I really wanted you to pick this match first, but uh, edge and AJ styles. Um, Not because before we talk about it, let me give you some stats that may or may not help you discern your pick. Is that, are you okay with that? May I do yeah, that? absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So let's start with Edge. So this is Edge's third WrestleMania back after returning from uh, an early retirement that has now proven to be, you know, the miracles, miracles of medicine and healing and so on and so forth. Uh, WrestleMania 30, 
six, the pandemic WrestleMania, um, Edge defeated Randy Orton um, in the last man standing match, which won all over the PC. And then did, last, did he eventually win that match? I thought it was still happening, actually. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then last year, Edge is part of the three way for challenging for the Universal Title, um, and lost in the match with Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns. So he's one and one coming out of the last two years for Manias. And he um, was pinned last year because he because Roman stacked them and pinned them both. Yep. Um, AJ teamed with almost as we talked about. Like, to win the tag titles, uh, lost in the pandemic WrestleMania to Undertaker in the Boneyard match. Uh, we have not seen many cinematic matches since uh, the summer of 2020, surprisingly, or maybe not. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, previous to that, uh, there was a three-year uh, winning streak for AJ uh, in reverse order: um, McMahon, Shane McMahon, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Randy Orton. And then in his debut. Uh, at WrestleMania 32 in 2016, he lost to Chris Jericho. So, um, either so take that for what you will, and and how that factors in here. Both guys find themselves, I think, in different spaces. Um, both are up there in age as well. So, um, how many more WrestleManias do they have left after this year? Which I is crazy because AJ Styles is one of those guys who does not look nearly as old as he is. Yeah. And yeah, Edge yeah. looks about 10 years older than he is, probably, but that's I, I just their looks. Oh yeah, I gotta pick this first. That's right. Yeah, there's a, so whether that whether that helps you or not, uh now now you get to choose. This, this is the biggest dart throw probably on the show for me, uh between both nights. I I haven't seen a ton of the buildup because I haven't watched a lot of Raw. I've seen more SmackDown than Raw. Um, I've tried to pay attention, obviously, to what's happened. Uh, Edge, yeah, obviously, has taken a much darker since the heel turn, a little darker turn. Um, Sean Rassap even brought up this week, he thinks it might be leading towards Edge having a faction of some point, which I think would be interesting. And I haven't seen enough to even start to think about who might fit into that world, um, if, if that is where that's headed. Uh, and you know me, I love a good faction, so I'm okay with that if that's, you know... Uh, what happens, but, and it's WrestleMania. And, and so usually at WrestleMania, the baby face many times, not always, but the baby face gets the comeuppance. Uh, part of me wonders, is this the end of Edge and AJ Styles though? Or is this just the beginning of Edge and AJ Styles? Uh, if it would have stayed a baby face, baby face match, they wouldn't have turned either one of them. I would have said, this is the, this is a one and done. They put so much already into the hatred now that started in the last month between these two or five weeks, whatever it's been, that I kind of feel like it's at least going to WrestleMania backlash. And also, why do we have to put the word WrestleMania in every stupid thing that happens in the spring in wrestling? It's WrestleMania Raw. It's WrestleMania SmackDown. It's WrestleMania backlash. It's WrestleMania something else. Stop it. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Call the other things what they are. Goodness gracious, sorry. That annoys me. It's like you and freaking freaking, apparently. That's my, uh, it, they started the WrestleMania Friday thing last year, I think, or maybe even two years ago. And now, now this year it was WrestleMania Monday, WrestleMania Raw, and now we have the Raw after WrestleMania. Stop putting WrestleMania in everything. You cheapen WrestleMania when you call everything WrestleMania. 
is my fear. Anyways, neither here nor there because backlash next month is not backlash. It's WrestleMania backlash. Shut up. It's backlash. <laughs> um, but I, I think we get Edge AJ Styles there again. So that being said, if I think we're going to get that, the only reason it makes any sense to get that is that, well, you could tell a story where AJ wins the match and Edge, you know, says, I need one more chance, you know, and, and does something dastardly again. But I mean, he already hit him with two concertos. Like, what more do you need? How more dastardly can the man be? Uh, I'm going to go Edge. And I, I don't feel great about that, but it, this is a dark throw for me, They, which kudos to them, at least. They haven't made it obvious to me who's winning. Maybe if I paid more attention, I would be, but. I, so I feel like with with Edge, there's less matches left for him than there is for AJ. True. And Agreed. because of that, that's why I go with Edge, because while I don't think this is his last WrestleMania moment, there's a chance it could be. Uh, and again, I do agree with you. I think the story does extend beyond this coming weekend. Um, and <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash gets the rematch, too. Uh, because I do think there's there's more to it than just what happens on Sunday night. But I do think to get to that point, the best vehicle to do that is having Edge win. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be really good. I, I do hope that they fight the urge to make this like 35 minutes. Like Edge feels, it feels like Edge matches have to go forever. Well, doesn't, yeah, doesn't he have a stip in his contract? Apparently, <laughs> like 20 minutes. That's plenty. You have a... Because these guys could have a banger of a 20, 22 minute match. 16, 18 would be fine too. Um they don't they don't need 35. And maybe they won't now with the um with all of the matches they're doing over the two nights and, and the live crowd and all of that. I don't know, maybe they won't. But uh that last man standing match was forever. And the the greatest wrestling match ever held was forever. Um and even the Hell in a Cell match with Edge and Seth over in Saudi, I know, was a really – I didn't watch that match, but it was a really long match. So, yeah. let's. I don't know if I ever told the story. I, I, I dozed in and out of sleep multiple times during that Hell in a Cell match. I, I mean, it was a long time. Long time. And, I, and um, I didn't, I, of course, I didn't watch it live. I did watch it at night. So there's not, – not, not that I need to justify when and, when, when and where I sleep. I, I'm an adult. I can sleep wherever I want. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Anyways. Um, okay, Mike Gundy, easy. Right. That's, thank you. Glad you got the reference. Uh, Tom, you get the first pick on the last match of our 27-match marathon over two episodes. The WWE title versus the Universal title unification match. Apparently creating the WWE World Universal title, I think is what Roman Reigns called it. Unified Universal title. I don't know. Roman Reigns called it something on Friday. That seems to be maybe the name they're going to go with if they really do unify the titles and leave them unified. Curious to see if they do, assuming we get a winner here, which we have to, right? This can't be a schmoz. Um, how long do they stay unified? That's a conversation for another day. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. What's happening? I wish I knew. I, 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 I honestly I, thought you froze for a second. I'm like, oh no, did we lose Tom? Right? Because you didn't move when I said it. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm in stunned silence. No, um, so many things to think about here. Number one, the build for this has been really, really good. Even though I think the Brock was Cowboy Brock is kind of goofy and hokey, um, and I would prefer that not be what we're getting. It's who he is. So like. Whether I like it or not, it's who he is. And again, like 
your wrestling persona is generally some portion of you with the volume turned all the way up. That's been said multiple times by multiple people. Um, so I just can imagine, you know, your wrestling persona would be like cranky Jim, but like, <laughs> I don't know, like to, who asks trivia questions <laughs> to the 11th degree. Like, yeah, you'd come out in a suit with one of those tiny little microphones, like me and Gene, but then like when people got the answer wrong, they get a hit chair shot. Um, <laughs> this is a great idea for a new business. <laughs> Um, I, I don't like the idea of, of unifying the titles because you still have two brands, two, or two two entities, Raw and SmackDown. And I don't see those things going anywhere, especially because of all the money that both Fox and NBC Universal by way of USA are pouring into them. Right. So are we having a champion that travels to every single show and then both stations, both channels, both shows get to share the champion? Or or what? And, and the or what can be a lot of things and i would imagine that vincent mann and all of the other people that are involved in the in the, in the forethought um of what will come after wrestlemania have given this thought and 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 all of that being said like i think the best person for this to carry it on and to continue the story that's got the most legs is roman reigns but i don't think roman reigns wins that's the problem I think that this is destined for Brock Lesnar to be the person to unseat Roman Reigns. And I've definitely moved from the original conversation that we were having over the last couple of years because Roman's had a long and lengthy championship that the person who beats him really needs to be made. Brock Lesnar's already made. Um, so maybe it's the person who beats the person who wins this match that gets made. I, I don't know. And I have no idea who that might be. Um I don't want Roman Reigns to lose because I, I really think that Roman Reigns has just been amazing and has been one of the brighter spots continually um, and the depth of character and the depth of how he's been presented on TV. It's done, they've done a great job. Like, this is one of the things that WWE has really hit a home run with um, for all the, all the negative things I'll say about them and have said about them. Um, Roman's been a bright spot. But Brock Lesnar's my pick. Well, well, well. Um, this, this is a little bit of a dart throw for me. Ed, Edge and AJ was the, the massive dart throw. This is a little bit because of everything you just said. Like, I can make really valid arguments both ways, and you did a really nice job of laying out um, why I think both of those could. Uh, Brock Lesnar has become this, like, likable baby face um, a, a weird Southern accent that I hadn't heard before has suddenly shown up in there uh, since he started wearing a cowboy hat and overalls. A uh, little bit hillbilly Jimish. We could we could tone that down just a hair for me, but um, but Brock is, I mean, he lives on a ranch in Minnesota and or Montana, Minnesota. I don't even remember Minnesota. I think um, it might be it, South Dakota. What's that? It might be South Dakota. Could be. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> He's adrift in the plains of the but, of the, right, right. Of the upper Midwest. He's north of me, west of you, um, and you know, so so that is him a little bit um, turned up to eleven. And uh, I thought Monday. I don't know if you saw any of Raw on Monday. Uh, he did a really nice job, just kind of letting the crowd do their what, what, what crap they were doing, which I hate. It was 
fun, I guess, for a week or three when Austin started it. And now it's just turned into a real annoyance unless it's done with Steve Austin because it fits with the Steve Austin character. Stop doing it with everybody else. And I liked how Brock was just like, yeah, you can have your fun. And he went on with what he was doing. Like, I'm not going to get rattled by what you're doing as the crowd. I'm going to just keep going where I'm going with this promo. Uh, he's actually been better on promos too than I, you know. I mean, we always kind of thought Paul Heyman was with him because he couldn't talk. I, he's been done pretty well. Um, I think Reigns wins because I think that that spot of beating Reigns, kind of like almost, although in a way different and more important way, um, is really important for who's that person that beats Roman Reigns and ends this, you know, God mode that he keeps talking about that he's in. And I don't, Brock Lesnar doesn't need it. We know that. Brock Lesnar does not need that rub. Brock Lesnar didn't need to be the rub to beat the Undertaker's streak either, and they did that. And in the end, maybe it was okay. Uh, maybe it was the right call. I don't know. Uh, still think it could have been used on somebody else. I, I think it's Reigns here. Uh, would I be shocked if Lesnar wins? Absolutely not. No, because it's WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar. I haven't looked at his WrestleMania record, but I think it's pretty good. Um, Reigns is fairly good as well, though, uh, too. So, you know whose isn't, total aside, Big E never won a match at WrestleMania, by the way. Um, shocking, actually. <laughs> like, stunning to me. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I think it's Reigns. I don't know. I, I agree with everything you said about the title unification. It makes zero sense to me that they would actually keep that title unified unless... Reigns or Lesnar, whoever would win it, is going to appear on both shows every almost every week. Um, and I, I don't see that happening because then it's going to have two feuds going. I mean, they've done that a couple of times. Becky Lynch did that when she was Becky Two Belts. She had challengers for both. You know, she held both belts separately. This doesn't... The way they're talking, they're saying title unification, not, title, not just, you know, Roman Two Belts or Brock Two Belts. Uh, so... I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going Reigns. So that gives us uh, three differences on, on this show as well. Uh, yeah. With Omos and Lashley, uh, the Street Profits and Alpha Academy, and then Reigns and Lesnar. I put my mark in the right spot. Uh, so we have six differences across 27 matches, uh, which you know could lead to a substantial lead for one of us if, if one of us were totally right, which often uh, you wouldn't think would happen, but could certainly could. We wouldn't have made the picks if we didn't think they were right. Um, well, maybe we would have. I don't know. But um, seems like a bad strategy to make picks you know are wrong. This is not charity. This is not right. right. I'm about tired of buying your wrestling figures. So, um, or or pro wrestling crates or t shirts or whatever. Uh, speaking of wrestling figures, today uh, Mattel is going to start with their reveals. WrestleMania is always a big, big uh, reveal. They have a booth at the Superstore Access thing they're doing. They kind of did a hybrid between the Superstore and Access this year. Um, it's 10 bucks to get into the Superstore, which is crazy. You got to pay to shop. Um, but they have a lot of exhibits and things in there. And if they have exclusive stuff that you have the chance to get because you're paying that admission fee, I, I can justify that. 10 bucks is, think about the things you waste 10 bucks on, Jim. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not you, not you, not you, but that was, that was more hypothetical. I wasn't targeting right. you. Oh, I'd pay the 10 bucks if I was in Dallas and go, you know, and 
to see the exhibits because that was one of the things when you and I went to Access six years ago in Dallas. Um, I thought that the exhibits were really cool to see the the memorabilia they had. And so I would pay the 10 bucks to just see that and to go to the Mattel booth. Um, that would be a definite stop for me to want to check out the new figures and that sort of thing. Um, and, and see what else they had. And yeah, like you said, I haven't heard of, I, I know a lot of times they have, obviously they'll have WrestleMania exclusive shirts and things like that. Um, brand WrestleMania branded things that doesn't ever get me super excited, but uh, it would be cool if they had like a, a superstore exclusive figure or a pop Funko pop or a something um, that you could only get at the superstore uh, much like they do with like San Diego comic-con exclusives and, and, and things like that. Uh, Annette uh, just put in a, a big comment here. Have a great vacation, Tom. Enjoy the wrestling weekend, Jim. What a marathon morning. Great wrestling talk. Jim fighting off a cold. Yes, I am. Tom giving grammar and marital advice. What a freaking show. So Freaking. <laughs> no, no, it was a freaking show. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins, but this was two freaking spot monkeys. Uh, so do I have to mark explicit for freaking? I don't think I do. I don't think so. Maybe, uh, maybe that's what Jimmy Smith is worried about. Right. That could be. Maybe freaking is, is too close and he's worried about getting himself in trouble with the FTC. Uh, FTC, is that right? Yeah, I think it is. Um, whoever it is. Those people that fine you when you swear on TV. Um, that may be sending Will Smith a letter. But anyways, that's another story for another day. Well, Tom, we went an hour 20 on Ring of Honor and, uh, and NXT. We've gone just about an hour 30 on WrestleMania. Uh, a marathon morning, but uh, great conversation as always. Anything else you want to say about WrestleMania or WrestleMania weekend? Or yeah, just excited for these shows. Whenever I get the chance to hear and, and participate in them, excited for all of the other events that are happening this weekend. I know we've got a number of people that we're that we're friends with that are going to be traveling. Just thinking of them and wishing them safe travels and just uh, maximizing the enjoyment. Again, like. I am not going to necessarily be able to live vicariously through them, but like I'm thinking of like the experience they're going to have and then like trying to channel that and going, all right, I'm going to be going to AEW in a couple months and I'm headed to GCW and there's a couple of WWE potential shows that could hit in the next couple of months. Like I haven't been to wrestling, I think since 2019. So, you know, like seeing live wrestling, like that, that, that experience, I, I look forward to, I, I'm excited for those that are good, that get to have this weekend in spades and then, you know, for, for us collectively to, to talk about it and then also then to experience it however we do in the, in the days, weeks, minutes, moments to come. So, yeah. Absolutely. I am uh, I am looking forward to a bunch of good wrestling over the next uh, couple of days. Uh, I am not going to uh, micro wrestling here in Kearney. I think I, I told you about that, you know, for 530 bucks, I could have sat front row and had a 20-minute party, but... Uh, just to send, decided I wanted to spend my fantasy football earnings in other ways rather than dumping everything I have left and then a little bit probably on uh, on a micro wrestling show that that's running opposing WrestleMania, which is just a little poor timing, honestly, on their part. Although maybe the people who want to go to micro wrestling aren't going to watch WrestleMania anyways. I don't know. Um, I don't feel like it's necessarily the wrestling crowd that's going to micro wrestling. It's the beer drinking crowd <laughs> that wants to go and and that it would have been like. For 20 bucks to get in the door, and if it wasn't opposite something else I was already doing, I don't know. Maybe I would have gone. Although there is a piece of me, too. You haven't been to a live wrestling show since 2019. I haven't been to a live wrestling show since you and I attended shows together in 2016. Wow. So it's six years since I've been to a live show. Um, 
I don't know that I want my first show back to be the Micro Wrestling Federation, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I might hold out for... Uh, I have thought a couple times about going to Iowa for the Wrestling Revolver shows. Those have always looked really good, and I might that might be the shot I take sometimes, to go to Wrestling Revolver, unless I get AEW or GCW out here, which hasn't happened yet, but you never know. All right. Well, Tom, safe travels to you and your family, seriously, on your trip. Have a blast. Uh, enjoy the time with the family. I know it'll always go way too fast, and the kids grow up too fast, and all of that stuff. Uh, are your uh, is your oldest daughter and the the new son in law are they both coming on the trip or they're they're not no so again oldest daughter is in law school so she's in the throes of the last month of school okay. uh, she she wraps up mid to late April and then has exams so yeah spring break in college and spring break for the younger crowd um, well, they don't ever match up either they don't yeah. match yeah so yep well good well with the family that is able to attend uh, have a great time and uh, again housekeeping note. Stay, stay tuned to our uh, Facebook and our Twitter. We'll try and let you know uh, when that next episode will be coming uh, because we just have to let Tom get back from vacation and then uh, let him digest about 9,000 hours of wrestling uh, so that he can feel like he can have an intelligent conversation if we ever have those here on Two Spot Monkeys. Um, I haven't looked ahead to next year because, again, you, you want to just maximize the moments of time you have day to day. But because my wife works in a school now, because my kids are going to continue to be school age next year, we have made a commitment as a family to try to honor spring break. Well, traditionally, WrestleMania and spring break, for us at least, not everybody, they do overlap. So I need to look ahead. The calendar for next year has been published. I know the dates for WrestleMania next year are, I think, firm. I need to look and see if there's any way I'm going to be able to see a WrestleMania live, and whether, whether just on streaming alone i won't say peacock because who the heck knows probably peacock um or yeah, I think it was like a five-year deal so yeah for for any time in the next you know number of years so we'll see <laughs> I, I you know I, it's two years in a row I'm going on two years in a row where we've been gone we've been traveling doing family vacation while wrestlemania occurs so th- i didn't do well in the catch-up last year i did okay um we'll see we'll see what uh, this this year coming back there's a, it's, it's, it's a lot more of getting back to work and school and regular life than we had last year. We built in more sure. kind of return home time on the back end of our trip. So, again, no cry me a river or play the world's smallest violin for me. <laughs> well, Tom, you have a great time and uh, everybody be safe. Enjoy wrestling. As, as Ian Riccoboni would say, happy wrestling, everybody. Be good to hear him say that one more time now uh, on Ring of Honor on Friday night. Uh, but enjoy it. Enjoy whatever you're watching this weekend. And we will talk to you all again soon sometime here on Two Spot Monkeys Live.